Take the young ones in your life on an unforgettable journey that will get them excited about the Word of God with the Airship Genesis Kids Study Bible. Then continue the adventure with monthly audio adventures on airshipgenesis.com. Plus, download the Airship Genesis mobile game where kids will travel back in time to the life of Jesus. Blast off with the young one in your life at airshipgenesis.com. A solid knowledge of Bible prophecy is good for your spiritual health when you do something with it. Today on Turning Point, Dr. David Jeremiah explains that knowing what the future holds ought to result in action, inspiring an urgency to reach the lost for Christ. As he completes the series, The Handwriting on the Wall, here's David with the conclusion of his message, The Last Word from Daniel. Well, thank you for joining us today. This is our last teaching session from the book of Daniel, which means I want to remind you that the resources for this series are available from Turning Point. If you'll go to davidjeremiah.org, you will see them all displayed there. There are three CD albums. There are three study guides. There's a full-length contemporary commentary book called The Handwriting on the Wall. Um, And then, of course, there's the book that we are making available during the month of April called The Last Hour. All of these resources are there. You can find out how to get them. You can have them shipped to your own home. You can be ready to study and teach the book of Daniel in a short time if you will just take the steps to follow through. The reason I want to say that today is because when we go on to another study, as we shall tomorrow, um, we won't be talking about Daniel anymore. And if you're not careful, the opportunity to do this will slip away and you won't get it done. So do it today. Make sure you order the Daniel resources Um, before the day is over. Don't forget, friends, when we move into the month of May here in just a day or so, we're going to study the life of Jesus under this heading, the Jesus you may not know. And I don't remember any study I've ever done that so challenged me and so helped me and so blessed me and actually did make a list of all the things I learned that I did not know about Jesus uh, through this study, and you will learn them as well. We have a brand new book by that name, and when we meet together on Friday, we're going to begin our study of the Jesus you may not know. In between then and now, we have one special, special program for you to listen to. It's a reprise of the release of the Jeremiah Study Bible, a celebration that took place in Madison Square Garden back in 2013. You'll hear that tomorrow if you tune into this station. Now it's time for us to get started with our last discussion on the book of Daniel. Let's begin. Now go back to chapter 12, and that brings us to the prophetic suspense. Notice in the text, verse 8 and 9. Although I heard, I did not understand. Daniel, we understand what you're talking about. There's some of the things we've heard during these series that we don't understand either. Then I said, my Lord, what shall be the end of these things? And he said, go your way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed to the time of the end. And that just blows my mind. Here Daniel has been writing down everything God wants him to write down. And he comes and he says, Lord, I don't understand this last little bit you've given me. And Lord, if you could just give me a little help understanding. And the Lord said, Daniel, run along. See you around. Bye, Daniel. Go away. Like we do when our children come and ask us those hard questions. Go away. 
ask your mother. That's the feeling I get from the text. You know, he's coming and he's saying, Lord, I don't understand this. When is this going to happen? And the Lord says, Daniel, just go your way. Just leave it alone. Hang with me now. What God is saying to Daniel is this. Daniel, I've told you all I'm going to tell you. There isn't any more information. You know as much as you're going to know. And don't get enamored with knowing something I haven't chosen to tell you. Daniel, there is no time now for idle preoccupation in the prophetic realm. Oh, how that word is needed today. There are many who are making big bucks in the prophetic world saying things God never said. We had an evangelist come to our town back in the city of Fort Wayne. If I mentioned his name, you'd know him. And he happened to be holding a series of meetings in our town, a citywide crusade, during the time of the Camp David Accord when President Carter was meeting with all those people trying to put peace together in the Middle East. And he announced in the paper one night that if such and such happened, the rapture was going to take place. Boy, I tell you what, he had a crowd. And I had another meeting, and I slipped into the end of the meeting. And he just flat out said, if thus and thus happens, then the rapture is imminent. Well, all the things he said that had to happen, happened. And we're all still here. And you know what I think? Whenever I see that, I think, boy, that guy has lost some credibility with me. You know what I've discovered? There's so much in this book that we can preach with authority because we know thus saith the Lord. Why would we want to dabble in those things that God has not revealed? And if God would say to Daniel, Daniel, you've got all you're going to get. I'm not giving you any more. That's it. And Daniel didn't have all of his questions answered, and yet he still wanted to know something God didn't reveal to him. Why should we then be so curious and so preoccupied with that which Daniel couldn't even get from God in a one-to-one confrontation? Some of you know the history of the Millerites. Have you ever heard of the Millerites? Those are the folks in the last generation who set the date for the return of the Lord. And reading about them is most interesting. I mean, they would set a date. The Lord's coming back October the 24th. And they'd print it out and everybody get all revved up. Then the 24th would come and the Lord didn't come back. You know, that's kind of embarrassing. And so they'd have to go back and they'd say, well, let's see now. We just miscalculated. We didn't think of this and that. And maybe they were talking about prophetic years. I don't know. And so they'd set another date and the Lord didn't come back. And they kept setting dates. And on one occasion, they set the date of October the 24th. And a group of them were in the city of Philadelphia. And on the night before the 24th of October, 200 strong gathered, dressed in white sheets. They left the city to wait for the Lord's return on a hill. In the stores that some of them owned were these words, closed for the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. Can you imagine being a pagan working in a section of the city and walking by and seeing a sign like that in a proprietor's window? And then the guy shows up a week later and he reopens the store. Well, that's what happened. And they kept setting dates and setting dates and finally... There was a date that was kept. Miller himself met the Lord. And he died. And he went to heaven. They wrote on his tombstone these words, Until the appointed time. It took him all of his life until finally the only thing he spoke that was true was written on his tombstone. Until the appointed time, which means only God knows. And we know that anyway. It just took Miller all of his life to figure that out. And how many people he led astray by all of the craziness of date setting. Oh, how God would teach us to stay by the book and be in the revelation, but not be preoccupied with prophetic fancy.
the prophetic suspense. He said, Daniel, and I'm glad it came at the end of the book, he said, go your way. The words are closed up and they're sealed to the end of time. In other words, you're not getting any more information. Let's notice the prophetic sequel. And we'll just move real quickly to the end. Verse 10. Many shall be purified, made white, and refined, but the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. And from the time that the daily sacrifice is taken away and the abomination of desolation is set up, there shall be 1,290 days. Now notice, God says to Daniel that the period of tribulation is going to be a time when certain things happen. Verse 10, many are going to be purified and made white. That's the remnant. That's the one-third, remember? But the wicked shall do wickedly. You know, some folks say to me, Pastor Jeremiah, I can't understand anybody not being saved in the tribulation period when all these bad things are happening and if somebody's telling the truth, you'd think they'd just run to the gospel. But it's not going to be that way. The Bible says that the wicked are going to continue to do wickedly. They are going to be hardened in their iniquity and they will not change. And the tribulation is just going to harden the hearts of those who are already wicked. The scripture says in that period of time, the wicked will continue to do wickedly. And then it goes on to say, and none of the wicked shall understand. And the New Testament says that God is going to send them a delusion so that they will not believe the truth. But the wise shall understand. I wrote down on the back of one of my note sheets the fact that Daniel 12.10 may be the best commentary in our society I've read in a long time. Just think about that. Four things. He says, many shall be made white and purified. Men and women, people are coming to Christ all over the world. That's happening today. That's the first thing that's true. But notice, secondly, and the wicked are doing wickedly. While many are being purified and made white, there's never been a time when there's been more wickedness than there is now. And they're doing wickedly. And thirdly, the wicked don't understand. I mean, they don't comprehend what's going on. The Bible says the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, and he can't understand them because they're foolishness to him. He doesn't have the right equipment to hear what God's saying. And so he doesn't understand. And then it says, but the wise understand. Now, what does that mean? God's saving some. The wicked are still wicked. You preach to the unsaved, and a lot of them don't understand. But the wise, those are the Christians, they have it all together. They understand what's going on. God said that's what's going to happen in the tribulation period. The scriptures are very clear about that. Now, notice, we get into trouble at the beginning of the 11th verse. Now, just stay with me now. It says, and from the time that the daily sacrifice is taken away, when's that? In the middle of the tribulation period. And the abomination of the desolation is set up. You remember that the Antichrist is going to come into the temple and he's going to set up the beast and they're going to worship the idol in the Jewish temple. That's why they call it the abomination of desolation. It's such an abomination that the temple is desolated of the Jews. They aren't allowed to go in anymore because it's corrupt. At the middle of the tribulation period, the abomination of desolation is set up. And then it says, there shall be 1,290 days. Write that number in the table of your mind, because that's a new number. We've never seen that number before. We've seen a lot of numbers in this book, and we've made them all fit together, but this one doesn't fit. The number we've seen before is 1,260. 1,260 days is three and a half years. Now we've got 1,290, and I'm saying to myself, Lord, where did that other month come from? we got 30 days I've never seen before. What does that mean? Huh, I don't know. 
I've read everything I can read. I've studied everything I can study, and I don't know. I have a guess, but I want you to understand this is not inspired and not thus saith the Lord. This is my sanctified guess. The scripture says that from the middle of the tribulation to the end is 1260 days and there's an extra month tacked on and I personally believe that that extra month may be the period of time when the judgment of the sheep and the goats mentioned in the book of Matthew is taking place at the end of the tribulation period and God just added in a month. All right, you got that? Now, here's something that'll really blow you away. Keep reading. Blessed is he who waits and comes to the 1,335 days. Oh, wait a minute. Now we got 45 more days we didn't have to start with. And I never saw that number before either. What in the world is going on here? Not 1260 and not any longer 1290, but 1335. And you say, what in the world does that mean? I want to read the verse that has the answer in it. Are you ready? Verse 8. I did not understand. That's the answer. Got it? Now, I'm not embarrassed to tell you that. I might have been if I hadn't read so many scholars I greatly appreciate who didn't have a clue either. But once again, let me give you what I think it might be. What happens after the tribulation period? The blessing of the kingdom takes place. So just imagine in your mind's eye. You know, it's not going to just be bang, bang like that. And it's, you know, we draw these straight lines on our prophetic charts and they look nice, but I don't think that's the way it is. The three and a half years in the middle of the tribulation and the sacrifice is taken away and the abomination is begun and you get to the end of the tribulation period. The return of Christ at the battle of Armageddon and all of that. The Lord is victorious. Then you've got that 30 days and the judgment of the sheep and goat takes place and then you're going to start the kingdom but there's some organization that needs to be done. I happen to believe that what's going on here is the beginning of the kingdom, and God is organizing the kingdom and getting all of the things in place, and at the end of the 1,335 days, then the millennium begins and the kingdom age starts. Now, it's not hard for me to understand why Daniel said in the very last chapter some things here I don't understand. The 1290, the 1335, I really don't know for sure. But God has a plan and when he's ready to reveal it, he will. Now, that brings us to the last verse of this great book. And here's where I just want to stop and talk with you for a moment. The last verse is a sermon all by itself because it puts the fitting touch on what we've been studying. And I'd like to suggest to you that there are three things that God said to Daniel when he finished with Daniel in this prophecy that he wants to say to us now that we're finished studying it. And here are the three things. First of all, there's a word of responsibility, a word concerning responsibility. Notice what he says in verse 13. He says, but go your way until the end. Now, what is God saying? Daniel's in his 90s. I mean, he's about ready to check out. And God's given him all this wonderful truth, and it's all over. There's no more. He doesn't have anything more to say to him. And he says, now, Daniel, you've got it all. You've got it all written down. I've given you all the visions you're going to get. You've interpreted all of them that you need to interpret. Now, Daniel, the one thing I want to say to you is go your way. What does that mean? It means do your work. Go back to what you're supposed to be doing. Get involved. Take care of your responsibility. It's the Old Testament counterpart of the New Testament instruction, occupy till I come. Now, 
Folks, this is so important because when we study prophecy, we get so enamored with the ins and outs, the 1290, the 1260, the 1335. I mean, we could sit here and study that until our calculators wear out. But that really isn't the focus of the testament of prophecy. The focus is, here's what's going to happen. And this is what God has planned for the future. Now, in light of that, you better get busy. You better start doing what you're supposed to do. Get involved and do your thing. Whatever God's given you to do in the kingdom, be about doing it. Don't sit around counting the toes on Daniel's beast, reconstructing the image of the second chapter, fighting over and over again the war between the leopard and all of that. Get away from that now that you've got that information and go your way. What has God asked you to do? Serve him with gladness. We can understand the book of Daniel from the beginning to the end, but if we don't go our way and do what God's told us to do, we are an impoverished congregation no better than a church that never heard one word from God. In fact, there's a reason to believe we're in much worse shape because to whom much is given, much is required. And God wants to say to us, that in light of the blessing we have with God's holy word and we understand it and we believe it and we're committed to it now let's do something about it why don't you bring your unsaved friends to church you say I can't witness I don't know how but all you gotta do is go down and bring them and let somebody preach to them you say well that's the way they used to do it hey that's the way it's still done if I were to ask you how many of you came to know Jesus Christ in a church service the vast majority of you would raise your hands the Bible teaches that God still works through the foolishness of preaching. And we sit around waiting for friendship evangelism to take place, and it never happens. Do you know what it's like to give an invitation to the lost in a church and realize that in a church this size, the probability of a lost person being here is very minuscule? You say, well, I'm not sure I can. Listen, you bring your lost. We won't embarrass them. We'll just preach to them. I'd like to challenge this congregation to take a look around at the people they know who ought to be saved who aren't. And if you can't do anything else, take them by the hand and bring them to church. I can promise you that whoever preaches while I'm here, somewhere in the message, there's going to be a call to the Christian gospel. And I really believe that's what the prophetic word is all about. It's not just to get us fat and sassy and sit back with all this information. We're so bloated. The world is dying and going to hell, and we just sit around thanking God for all the great teaching we have. Folks, it's time we quit thinking about getting our own needs met and start worrying about the needs of the people out there God has called us to reach. And go out with this book, equipped as we are, to meet their needs in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Daniel is told by the Lord to go his way and to get busy for God. I don't know how to say it anymore intensely that I'm saying it. God has blessed us. Now let's get up out of the pew and get out there where the lost are and win them to Jesus Christ. And if you don't know how to witness, bring them to church. You'll be surprised what God will do. Secondly, it's a word of resurrection. And I just share this quickly. A word of responsibility. Secondly, a word of resurrection. Notice what he says. He says, Daniel, go your way till the end. Now notice. For you shall rest and will arise. Oh, wow. In the Old Testament book of Daniel is the story of the resurrection. God says, Daniel, you go your way now. You deserve to rest. 
but you're going to be resurrected. And one day, you're going to arise. Someone wrote, Toil and trouble, discouragements and disappointments will all be over for Daniel. Daniel's long, strange, wonderful journey was about to end. He no more would be the target for cruel, envious, jealous office seekers. He's seen his last den of hungry lions. His righteous soul will no longer be vexed by the sin of Jew or Gentile. A good man, full of the Holy Ghost and faith, tested and true, loving and loyal, faithful and fearless, Daniel will rest and await the resurrection morning when he will be richly rewarded by his wonderful Redeemer and King. When our work is done, may we too hear the wonderful words of our wonderful Lord, go and rest. That's what God said to him. Daniel, go and rest because there's coming a resurrection day. There have been some days recently when those words sounded kind of neat to me. Go and rest. God says to us that someday there's going to be a time in our life when he'll say to us, go and rest and await the resurrection. Does that mean the body goes in the grave and the soul sleeps? Absolutely not. He's talking here about the body. The body goes in the grave. The soul goes to be with the Lord. And then in the resurrection day, the body and the soul are reunited and go into the presence of God. A word of resurrection. Now notice thirdly and lastly. A word of reward. Go your way, Daniel, for you shall rest and will arise to your inheritance in the end of days. In your scripture, in the King James, it may say, to your lot. What is God saying? You remember where Daniel's been all his life? At the age of 14, he was jerked out of Jerusalem, the holy city, and taken away to a foreign culture, away from the holy land, away from the land of Palestine, that glorious land. And Daniel never set foot in that land, as far as we know, through all the rest of his life. He died away from the land of Jerusalem, away from the land of Palestine. And God's just promising him, Daniel, someday, you're not going to make it back there in this life, but someday you're going to be a part of the redistribution of the land. Your inheritance is safe, Daniel, of the tribe of Judah someday you will be a part of the redistribution of this land in the kingdom age, and your inheritance is secure. What a promise. Preserved and reserved in heaven forever for Daniel. Well, that's the book. A tremendous book. A book about a man that God used in a signally wonderful way to be the messenger of hope and comfort during a time of great discouragement for God's people. Now at the end of the journey, God has a wonderful promise for Daniel. A word of responsibility, a word of resurrection, and a word of reward. All very fittingly true of each one of us, if we will just let the Holy Spirit drive home the truth of this book to our hearts. Well, let me say thank you to all of you who have been with us for every single one of the studies of the book of Daniel. As we complete it today, there's a sense of fulfillment, a sense of joy that we've had the privilege to do this. And um, I hope that God will use it to strengthen your heart, give you greater understanding of the biblical uh, prophecy of the Old Testament. And of course, as we mentioned before, all of the material from this study is available from Turning Point at davidjeremiah.org. 
Friends, we are so excited to have been telling you during this month about this new book from Amir Sarfati. The Last Hour is a 200-page book written by this Jewish student, Jewish scholar. He grew up in Jerusalem. He knows how this all works on the other side. He loves Jesus. He loves the New Testament. And he has some insights into biblical prophecy you won't get anywhere else. When I first read this, I realized how important it could be for all of us. And uh, when he asked me to write the forward, I was glad to have the opportunity. When I write a forward to a book, I read every single word. I don't just write off something. No, and I read every word of this book. I know it'll be a blessing. I know it'll be an encouragement. And uh, this is one of the last opportunities you're going to have to order this. So when you send your gift to Turning Point today, when you send your gift to help us with the cost of airtime and production, all you need to do is say, please send me the book, The Last Hour, and it will be in the mail to you right away. What a great way to finish up our study of the book of Daniel, take some time and read through this 200-page book. It will solidify a lot of the teaching you have heard and strengthen you as you walk forward. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow for the next edition of Turning Point. Our message today came to you from Shadow Mountain Community Church, where Dr. David Jeremiah serves as senior pastor. Will you let us know how Turning Point is touching your life? Write to Turning Point for God of Canada, P.O. Box 70509, RPO, Oak Street, Vancouver, B.C., V6M 0A3. Visit our website at davidjeremiah.ca slash radio or call 800-946-4300. Ask for your copy of Amir Sarfati's book, The Last Hour, an Israeli insider looks at the end times. The book and a prayer for Israel bookmark are yours for a gift of any amount. You can also purchase the Jeremiah Study Bible in the English Standard Version and New International Version, as well as in standard or large print in the New King James, all in your choice of attractive cover options. Contact us today. This is David Michael Jeremiah. Join us tomorrow as we celebrate the Word of God from Madison Square Garden here on Turning Point with Dr. David Jeremiah. If you enjoy listening to Turning Point with David Jeremiah, you'll be happy to hear that there is now a daily Turning Point television broadcast that you can watch each weekday. Tune in to Faith TV, Joy TV, or Miracle Channel Monday through Friday to watch the Turning Point daily television broadcast. Be sure to check your local listings for the channel and time in your area. Or visit davidjeremiah.ca forward slash TV to download a program schedule or watch at your convenience. That website again is davidjeremiah.ca forward slash TV. Have you ever wondered what your legacy will be? The Jeremiah Legacy Society from Turning Point was created for friends of the ministry who feel called to partner with Dr. David Jeremiah to deliver the unchanging Word of God to future generations. We can ensure that the impact we have reaches beyond our days here on earth. Visit our website at davidjeremiahgift.org to learn more about how you can be a part of the Jeremiah Legacy Society. If you've been blessed by the ministry of Dr. David Jeremiah and Turning Point, we would love to offer you two free ways to stay connected. Sign up today at davidjeremiah.ca slash magazine for a subscription to our monthly Turning Points magazine. Each exclusive issue is filled with encouraging articles and daily devotionals to strengthen your spiritual walk. You can also sign up to receive our daily email devotional 
and be a part of our community of friends who receive daily encouragement delivered straight to their inbox from Dr. Jeremiah. Written in a thought-provoking manner, this concise yet profound daily devotional delivers the refreshment and focus you need as you go about in today's world. You can join the more than 600,000 monthly subscribers who are building their faith each month through these free resources. Sign up today at davidjeremiah.ca. That's davidjeremiah.ca.